Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Woo! Come on! Boom, boom, Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. morning. Didn't Big. take long for you to start picking Jimmy up. <laughs> he said that as soon as he saw me at the coffee machine. I think this morning. I called it before I moved. I think I said three months, and then yeah, it's been a little longer did. than that. But I picked him up last week because I needed help. And that's with how the it news. starts. Yeah. That's how it started originally. That's and how it started originally. Listen. The pink shirt day is a big day for Jimmy, so I wanted to make sure he had a decent start yeah. to the to the day. So there we go. This whole pink shirt day, if we're being honest, has been a bit of a... <laughs> Today's going to be great. It's been... It's been a little frustrating. It's, it's been a journey. It's been a bit of a journey. <laughs> if we're being honest with ourselves... <laughs> We almost need another long weekend. Uh, yeah. Cruise News. Well, the province says they haven't made a decision whether or not to move forward with a provincial police force. They are partnering with municipalities to help them with costs related to starting their own municipal police force. Uh, the city of Grand Prairie has been throwing the idea of starting their own police for a while. And if they do, the province says they will provide them with close to $10 million for two years to go towards startup costs like equipment, vehicles, and uniforms the UCP is expected to make a full announcement about it today, about what they're going to be doing with these municipal police forces. So, I mean, if Tabor can have their own police force, do they? Why can't Grand Prairie? Yeah. Wow, is it Tabor Police? Yeah, because we called the police. We called there. Remember, asking about the bylaw, and they had a bunch of. There was a story about them seizing we a bunch of weapons police, and though. stuff. Oh my God! Yes, I can't tell you right now how little I would trust a police force formed in Tabor. It's the smallest municipal police force in Alberta. Of course, they have a police force. (laughs) Oh my God! You've got to be kidding me! We called when you asked about the curfew and the uh, and the fire siren. Hazard down there, like legit. Well, speaking of that, I've got... Go on their webpage. Uh, find got, out if I've Cooter's got a, working I've there. Got the Tabor, white boys are at it again. I've got a Tabor announcement for you guys later. All right, can't wait. You're let moving me, back. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys might actually go to this event. Oh, is it um, another corn fest? All right. Spring uh, corn fest. <laughs> Grant, Michaela, they're having a baby this summer. Yeah. All the boys work, eh? <laughs> I guess so, eh? <laughs> I, all those years of, micro, of uh, using microwaves, and they did nothing. So. <laughs> the all rumors right. aren't true. Yeah. 
Um, so this morning we're going to try to come up with a name for your kid. Grant said that we could name it. Yeah. Um, so seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. If you have any suggestions, Smelly Bird is off the list. That's Jimmy's name. Yeah. 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 We yeah, we, uh, we came up with that. For, did you put that down in your list of nicknames? By the way. No. Come on, Smelly Bird. <laughs> I've already got. I've already got the the kid's name figured out. Well, okay. What are you going with? Creed Hire Johnson. I don't mind Creed. Creed, we are having a girl. It's more of a it boy's name. Uh, Creed could kind of work. We had, so? we had Riley, and that was that's a boy's true. name, and now that's a girl's name. Yeah, that's true. It switches. Right? Yeah, Creed. It yeah. That's not bad. I don't I, hate Creed. Yeah. Jimmy, right out of the gates with a decent <laughs> idea. It was only because of your song pick. If not, I wouldn't have. <laughs> well, that was the song they used yeah. for their announcement, I, dummy. I, My I original plan for the announcement, well, I was, I was going to sing it. Oh. Uh, karaoke, but <laughs> changed it up. That's, that's 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 how you wooter into your heart. Is that? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> We're naming Grant's kid this morning. Any suggestions come in that you like, Grant? Uh, we had uh, Aaron said uh, we'll let you have the final say. Yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not my wife. Uh, Aaron said uh, uh, we could do uh, Danielle Notley Johnson. <laughs> Or Justin Notley Johnson. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Grant Johnson, Michaela are pregnant. Made the announcement yesterday. The locker room gets to name the kid. <laughs> Lynn's texted in, Lindley, and uh, he said, you got to call her Colonel Mary Brown. Never let her forget her fried chicken roots. <laughs> there you go. Colonel. I like Heather's. I got a big... <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> we were naming Grant's kid. Adminion. Um, she suggested Savannah Rain. Okay. I know Jimmy was a big fan of that one. <laughs> Savannah Rain. Savannah is a desert. You know, it's very symbolic. You know what? No matter what you guys do, um, it's probably going to sound like a stripper's name to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the first phone call I got from my buddy. Oh, really? Yeah, when we made the announcement. Yeah. We sent out an email or something like that. I can't remember how we, we announced. Telegram. Yeah, it was 100 years ago. Um, and uh, it was Natasha Jade. Mm -hmm. and, and my buddy calls me right away. Immediately. Goes, That's a stripper's name. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, thanks. I didn't really put that together. <laughs> Until you called. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I got a good one, too. HB. HB? Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Johnson. <laughs> I don't hate that. All right. Uh, we had Shelby, Marina, Tatiana. <laughs> Tatiana. Tatiana. <laughs> the thing about Grant and Michaela, um, and, and again, like I said, uh we we don't we're we're joking we actually don't get to name the kid but i have a feeling there'll be some sort of meaning or something behind the name mm -hmm. right you know mac would have already told everyone the name too i told her we had to keep it a secret because we already have some names like, you already have some names and she would have told everyone by now but yeah you got to keep I was that like, i want to keep, keep that, that secret yeah keep it quiet yeah but well because we had a list too also it might change it might change. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, like, I remember, I remember, well, you guys know the sex already. Yeah. Right? See, we didn't know. You, I did. You didn't. 
Oh, I really? didn't know. So my wife had boys' names locked in. Like, yeah. this is what we're naming. But you knew that it was going to be a girl? I did, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I knew that uh, my... Is that, my karma was to be surrounded oh, by women. Okay. My it wasn't life. that you you talked to the doctor. No, <laughs> no, no. Side. My wife kept saying we we're gonna have yeah we're gonna have a boy, and yeah. I was like both times both both pregnancies she was like we're gonna have a boy, and I'm like no 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 we're having that's not my luck. You're having girls. Yeah yeah yeah, and trust me, I'm glad I had girls. Mm-hmm. This isn't me bitching about it. It just I I was raised by a single mom. I had a sister. I just, I got married young. I just knew that that was my sort of my path in life, my lot in life. Yeah. And I would have just completely screwed up a boy. <laughs> like my well, girls are into Jimmy's tw- life. Well, I've just destroyed his. Jimmy's yeah. only been your son for 10 years. And it's he's and just a nightmare. His life has fallen apart. He's yeah. a raging alcoholic. Yeah. He's, so yeah. it just, like, honestly, my. Right now, there would be a warrant out for my <laughs> child if it was a boy. There'd be a cross Canadian search for sure. Oh yes, I'd be. There would have been constant trips to jail. So it's good. It's very yeah. good that we keep that. Keep quiet. What you guys want to yeah, do? I'm not naming my baby Cruz, Steve. Cruz. That Johnson. would be a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I think Creed's a better idea. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Netflix is kind of known for this, right? Canceling shows too soon, yeah. Yeah, they'll cancel. They'll pull the pin on something, and uh, then it just it's just sort of gone. And one of the shows that I just read about this yesterday was Mindhunter. Yeah. They had two seasons, and it was a look back at um, a guy that followed serial killers stories, well, he right? Was, he was kind of... It's all a true story. Like, there's books yeah. about it. He was kind of the guy that developed a profile for a serial killer. So what he did was he went... Which and, is... Well, he was an actual guy. Which is, is all true. He was yes. FBI. He went basically to prisons and interviewed um, serial killers and created like the profile of what a serial killer is, traits they have, and everything yeah. else. The, I don't know if I actually watched the second season. I did. I'm trying to remember. The first season was amazing. Yes. Um, it's got like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too. Yeah. And then the the, I, the second season, I um, w- what's the rating... I'm trying to remember who he followed. That was season two, actually. Was season two um, was ninety nine and ninety five percent, and season one was ninety six and ninety five percent. Season two was the guy that um, there was an electrician. He goes down to Atlanta or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. season one was uh, Ed. Um, Oh, Ed Camper. Yes. And the guy yeah. that played Ed Camper was, was unbelievable. It, it was like he was interviewing. The interviews in the prison were insane. Yeah. So that's a show I recommend to people all the time, Mindhunter. But yeah, it disappeared. Two so seasons. The guy that produces it, David Fincher, he um, originally, I guess, the story that I read yesterday was that he was just sort of not trying to upset anybody. Um, so he was saying, yeah, you know, it's just, it, it, it went away and doesn't look like it's going to come back. Didn't really have a story. But then recently, Recently, in an interview, he said, no, Netflix screwed this up. Yeah. Like, there should have been a third one, um, and um, and it's kind of their fault, right? They said, it, they said Netflix didn't want to pay for the third season. Yeah, so they had, to, they had to pull the pin. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. A, a lot of times with shows like this, like something that has a cult following, if a network or somebody behind it 
pulls out, somebody else will step in. Yeah. I'm surprised that hasn't happened here. Oh, that happened actually with like Arrested Development. I was going to say Arrested Development. Oddly enough, it was Netflix that revived it. Yeah. It wasn't nearly anywhere as good. No. Um, But they lost their mojo or something. Well, Well, they were all too busy. Yeah. So what happened in the new seasons, they couldn't all get together to film. Yeah. So they filmed individual episodes for each one. And yeah. Another there was, sh- there was a couple of shows that Netflix did that they took over that they've done great things with, like oh, yeah, uh, Cobra yeah. Kai. Absolutely. Like, you know, that was a yeah, YouTube channel thing. And, yeah. yeah. No, no. But I mean, I think they that, are known for they, canceling shows after a season or two. And without warning, too, yeah. Jimmy. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll put a bullet in it and, and that's it. It just disappears, right? Um, Firefly is another one that comes up all the time. That was with that yeah. Edmonton guy, Nathan uh, Fillion. Fillion, yeah, yeah. I was I've never, I've never watched watched that and part of the reasons why i've never actually jumped in and watched it, it because people loved that show and i've had people suggest to you know as a as a must see the name turns me off the, the name turns you off yeah okay firefly well the fact that it ended without an ending bothers yeah. me they right? had one season yeah. it's kind of like uh, freaks and geeks is one that i watched that had one season and, and then, it was an amazing show and then and then that was it. that was um, done. Glow got canceled too soon by Netflix. A lot of people think Glow, the Mark Maron one. Yeah, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Heroes was another one too. Oh, but, Heroes. But also there was there was one. It was that had part Spock of, in it, right? It was part of the. <laughs> Didn't it? The guy that went on to play Spock was in here. It was Spock, was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so there, there was a show. It's part of the Arrowverse, but it was an NBC show called Constantine. It, it was based on the similar character that uh, Keanu Reeves had in the movie Constantine, where he's kind of this, like yeah. a, a he kind uh, of a religious kind of thing. He was a demon. <laughs> uh, other people know, like he he fought the undead, demons and, and yeah, ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah, but he was kind of a superhero. It wasn't canceled. That, that could have been canceled earlier, actually. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We have had a bit of change here at uh, 95.7 Cruise FM. Yeah. As of late. We got a brand new promotions department. And um, the the new head of promotions, her name is 95-pound girl. <laughs> That's her name. Joelle. Oh. No, no. She's just this tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan. And we got a new um, assistant, Sean, young yes. guy. And he started yesterday. So I, uh, I'm i making an effort to s- get started on the right foot um, before they learn to hate me. Yeah, I was going to say, you, gotta- <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a very... Uh, yeah, you have to get in fast. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, short window there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I went in and, and just sort of chatting, introducing myself, and um, so I'm making small talk, which I'm not very good at, but I, you know, I'm making an effort. And so we're talking about our weekends because it was a long weekend, and this little 95 pound promotions director, Joelle, cutest button, starts telling me all about how um, she spent the weekend changing the oil in her vehicle. The whole weekend? Well, not the whole weekend, but <laughs> it's a long process. She was talking about how the fact she just she's got a newer vehicle and it's different from the trucks that she used to own. She used to have GMCs and okay. now this is a Honda and a little bit more involved and they had to go get a special tool to remove it. She's the, changing it herself. Yeah. 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 
wildly emasculating. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's yeah. a horse girl, I think, isn't Is she? she? I yeah, don't... I think so. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. All and, right. and you've never changed the oil in your I, car in your life. No, I'm, like, I've never done that. There's people to You're do like, that. You're like, hey, when you finish changing the oil, can you change the clock in my Subaru? I can't figure it out. But you're also the guy that if time any, changes coming, it'll time be fine, Grant. Couple weeks. But you're also the guy if renovations are being done on the house or or fixing anything, it's your wife. Oh, I uh, I did some... I felt pretty manly yesterday. I was fixing around the house. What did you <laughs> Everything's do? Everything's half fixed, though, right? I needed to put a new dryer uh, vent hose on. Oh, that's a tough gig. So then I got the wrong size, so we used a lot of aluminum tape. <laughs> <laughs> to patch that bad boy up. And then I had to fix our toilet because the fill valve was just kept filling and filling okay. and filling. Did you figure did, that out? Did that, but then the thing was too big. It was like rubbing on the side of the tank so the float wouldn't come up. So I was like to the wife, I was like, she got home from work. I was like, what do I do? I got to like hold it so it fills. And she just grabbed it, something and wedged it in there. And teamwork on that one and trying to fix our dishwasher. <laughs> Grant's shower. As a kitchen catcher, <laughs> duct tape to the back. It needs of it. some tile work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to call uh, Stacy from Arden because in the in the new place, yeah. the garage, the eaves troughs are leaning the wrong way. <laughs> so I'm like, we got. I'm not touching the eaves troughs. Yeah. That's what, I've tried things like that in the past. See, you're at a stage right now where you still think you can fix stuff. Oh no, I'm not. I get guilted into trying oh yeah i know that i'm going to make it worse when yeah. i yeah well I try. so i know if i go up there to try to fix those eaves troughs that i'm gonna have to have them completely replaced so yesterday we had some guy from arden crawling around on the roof <laughs> so that they so they, they can save my ass because <laughs> if you don't fix those they yeah. are gonna grow like ice is gonna go into them yeah but i mean and it's probably a simple project once it stops freezing, they'll send Art. Stacy will send a guy, and he'll fix it in like three and a half minutes, yeah. right? It would take me four days, and I'd completely destroy it. <laughs> At least I know that about be, myself. Be though. ripping shingles up. Yeah. And, the last thing I'm going to do is encourage conversations from the promo department, though, about car <laughs> car repair. <laughs> what makes this latest dream a little different for me? is that um, I'm not into superheroes. Like, I'm not a Marvel guy. No. I'm not a DC guy. I've never I've never read comics. Nothing. So this one really kind of threw me for a loop. And uh, I've been having it over the last couple of nights. You know how you have a dream that continues? Yeah. I don't know if that has any impact on the dream analysis, but I will let you know that I started having it on the weekend, and I actually had it last night as well. It woke me up. Mm. About 2.30 in the morning. So this is what's been going on. I'm dreaming that I have some kind of a power, but I don't know what that power is. But I I have a power. It, it's, it's almost like I can hold people back or something. Yeah. Like I can I can keep them at bay with like like I don't know, like a tractor beam or some stupid thing. <laughs> but it gets the attention of the authorities, the superhero authorities. Okay. And I go to a superhero camp. And I'm there. We're in a big building, a big open building. And we're all sort of mingling around. And we are all aware of the fact that we have some sort of superhero power. Yeah. Okay? And we get put into superhero camps. 
So there's like a Camp A, a Camp B, and a Camp C. I get put into Camp C, and it becomes apparent that the that the losers in Camp C are the worst superheroes in the in the room. <laughs> okay. So Camp A is like the guys that they think are like the the elite, the elite, and then the Bs are the secondaries, and then the Cs are like we're we're the losers, right? And I'm in the loser superhero camp. But then they start doing competitions. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> are you your current age in this dream? Yes. Or you, is it a younger you? No, no current age. Okay. No, it's, I'm 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 this I'm this age. Um, and we start competing in these different challenges, but the loser camp is winning, and I'm in the like I'm beating, like my group of superhero losers You're is beating, beating the elites elite huh. for some reason. Anyway. And this has been an ongoing dream thing for like I'd say about four or five days. I started having it on the weekend. Um, so I did do some googling. Okay. Um, it says when you dream of being a superhero, it is a sweet and adventurous dream, and hints at an upcoming adventure in life. Those who dream of being a superhero denote some action time ahead for you in life. It means life will not be boring, but exciting for you. They also suggest that you mm. head to your local crystal shop, uh, get the power gem, the space gem, and the soul gem, and then insert those into your anus uh, to make the dream stop. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because one of the things in this dream is if your powers start to decline, yeah, they send a nurse around okay, to readjust <laughs> the crystal in your ass. <laughs> Well, that is in all the comic books. So they, yeah, you sure you, you to, didn't read the comics? You have to bend over. That's what happens in all of them. And they whoop, and they go in, yeah. and they go, and they make a little of an adjustment, and then you get your powers back. It's uh, the worst part of the dream. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. GNR announced a leg of a Canadian tour. Uh, Four dates. Four dates. Okay. Anything close? I think Vancouver is the closest. Okay. They're going to Moncton. Moncton, which really? is a okay. strange, yeah. Good for them. What are the other dates? So, uh, Moncton and Montreal are in August. And Vancouver is October. You got to speak into your mic. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to read this small <laughs> printing at the same time. First day. <laughs> and Toronto some other time. You need glasses, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) That man right there. Yep. Sits right across from me. His name is Grant Johnson. He is the study king. So this one says, being richer does not mean you are smarter. Uh, (laughs) Study from a a university in Sweden uh, says that, you know, typically people think the highest, most prestigious jobs are filled by the smartest people. No. Right, is you know, you look at our political leaders, and you're like, those are obviously our smartest, smartest, uh, so, our best and brightest. So this study <laughs> is saying, uh, no, people who have high earning jobs do not necessarily have higher intelligence than those in the lower paying jobs. Um, they did a bunch of cognitive testing with people who make. You know what I think it is different money and. I think people with money are better risk takers a lot of times, right? Maybe, yeah. And I, I think they're they're generally the the ones that will step out. And that's true because I I have 
friends or whatever that have money. And a lot of the things they do, I would probably have never done. Yeah. Like I'm taking exactly risks and investing way. in certain things or, mm-hmm. uh, do, yeah, where I would have like, no, I'm just going to keep that money. Yeah. They, they would maybe invest it differently or. That doesn't make you smarter yeah. if you're just, if you're more of a risk person, you've got more tolerance for risk. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't mean you're a brighter person. When do you, when did you remember? I have a very v- a vivid memory of like when when I realized that maybe the world wasn't run by smarter, better people. Mm. Do you have a memory of I don't, when I don't think I could pinpoint that. I have that, a no. very specific memory. Do you? <laughs> yes. I was on a flight to Vancouver for one of for a promo trip. A hundred years ago. Yeah. So when I was in Prince George, they made me the music director. And so back in the day, they used to do record companies when they had money before they tried to sue Napster out of existence. <laughs> they would send music directors from radio stations to different events and concerts to see new bands. Trying to get like you to that. play their music. And so stuff. they flew me to Vancouver from Prince George. Yeah. And... I, I, I don't know why, but I got a call from the from the women at the at the at the front and they upgraded me. So I don't know if the if the company asked for like the record company yeah. asked to upgrade me. So I'm sitting in first class and the mayor of Prince George sat down next to me. So this is the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And he was an idiot. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself this guy is in charge. This guy runs a city. Yeah. And he's a functioning moron. Now, listen, I know it's not the biggest city in the country, but it was a moment where he's I was still like... still a leader. This guy's, in, this, is, this guy's not that smart. Like, he's got charisma, yeah. and he was nice to talk to, but he was adult. Yeah. It was a bit of a wake-up call. I do remember... Um, so, Lauren Calvert was premier of Saskatchewan for a while. Okay. And he came to our town to shake some hands and everything. It was an election. Some babies, yeah. And I remember like being young and being like, this guy is a tool. Kind of a tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there was a moment where he was like shaking this, doing a jimmy, like shake this person's hand, introduce himself. And then two minutes later, it reintroduced himself to the same people. And like, <laughs> do you have a, a, like a, a cognitive memory of when you realize that the people in charge, the ones with the money and the power might not necessarily be the brightest and the best. Are you sure you want to ask me when we elected a Kretchen? <laughs> I thought it was, I thought he was a total dolt. I thought you were going to say it was when, uh, when Trudeau was throwing rocks at you from a train. <laughs> Now, Nerd News with James P. White, the first. So the new Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium, is actually the lowest Watch sugar. It's critic Ant-Man. score rated. Uh, when it's tied for the lowest Marvel one. Marvel Does Universe. Does not surprise me. I, um, I remember when that trailer came out. It was a couple for of months Ant-Man. back. And it was on, we were watching hockey or something and it came yeah. on and my wife, I, I didn't really, it wasn't on my radar. I knew enough about it because it was Paul Rudd and I knew Paul Rudd was Ant-Man. So I knew it was an Ant-Man thing. Um, but she started laughing. Oh yeah. And she, when she, 
But she started laughing, and then I think she said something like, "Wow, that looks awful." <laughs> <laughs> I I had a feeling that maybe she might be right. Uh, so it's for, uh, 48% for critics, but it's still 80% for uh, uh, audience nerds just can't let go of. Like, yeah. I think this, this is, it's been predicted now for the last couple of years that there needs to be an end to the domination of the superhero stuff at the box office. Listen, it's never going to go. Every time you look at the theaters, there's, Couple superhero movies in there. It's all that they show. It's definitely not going away. There's an audience out there for it, right? Yeah. And um, I, I think though we're going to get to a point where it doesn't dominate. Like it, like it's right still going to be there, but it's not going to be billion dollars for every really good directors, really good storytellers yeah. aren't getting their stuff into the mainstream, Jimmy, because. Uh, there's so much hyper focus on, and it's because it's made so much money. So well, it's like, pushed all this creativity in that in that uh, that realm down here, and we're not like I think like okay, Batman's, Superman's, whatever the the big ones, Captain America, they're still gonna be made and make their billion dollars. But these like Ant Man and Moon Man, and yeah. you know. All these water, water boy, and yeah, they're maybe going to be pushed out. Well, maybe they'll just be streaming. We had a, a fight last week when you were away about that Flash movie because yeah. news came out that they're putting um, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in it as Batman, and I'm like. I made the mistake of asking him to explain. I'm not going to do that now to explain why there's two different Batmans in it. And then he attempted, but I, my theory was they know that no one gives two flying shits about flash. Yeah. Like not at all. Nobody's going so to see they that movie. Got to throw something into the story. Hey, you guys remember Michael Keaton? Yes. He was a good Batman. He's going to be in this one. And Jimmy was trying to explain. He's shaking his head right now. Yeah. He was trying to explain why that's not the case, but that's what's happening. Yeah, nobody's going to see a Flash movie. What you Flash. See, you appreciate the nerd stuff from the nerd perspective. What you don't look at is the marketing and the money side of it. Right? These things are still supposed to make money. There's people's careers on the line if these things don't do well. Because they cost a lot to make as well, Jimmy. That that's yeah. That's the thing that you sometimes... Because you want to defend the story or the character or whatever. The thing is, though, is the audience score is still high. So they're still making hundreds of thousands, billions of dollars. One of the most cynical people I know, you. And you believe Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> you don't I'm just think, tell, you don't you think look, that you, Marvel, who has billions of dollars, Disney, who has billions of dollars, isn't doing something to influence those scores? No, but I'm saying all, what the box office scores. That's what uh, they're saying. Is they're still making, you know, is half it a billion billion. This has just this one been recently it. released. Hundred four million dollar debut for Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum. That was the, that was the debut. It'll die. It'll it'll crash after that though. Yeah, yeah I think Good Avatar is crushing them. So yeah, but Avatar, yeah. yeah. I would go see Avatar before I would go see Ant-Man, but... Come on, Ant-Man fights a wasp? Who doesn't want to see that? No, his girlfriend's wasp. In a he, 
another dimension. No, Grant, you forgot. Oh, and Michael no, Keaton's no, that's, there. <laughs> no, you haven't even. No, I'm not. Explaining Who plays this. the Hulk in this? No, one? let's do that. Let's let's explain Ant Man <laughs> and the quantum frog. quantum physics. By the way, in this Ant Man movie, there is a local person. Evangeline Lilly is in this. She's from Fort Sask. Awesome. But she was in Lost. You liked Lost? No, she I didn't. One. I hated okay. Lost. <laughs> You've you talked about it. <laughs> Milk Oilers Nation, big game last night. We should probably uh, make sure we cover that right off the top because if you were watching any sports um, headlines Mm -hmm. from the Toronto sports media, they got a win last night from the Leafs, so they actually didn't cover any of the Oilers. Four-point night for O'Reilly, so nothing else mattered. Well, they're going to win the Cup this year, so that's the focus. They ran out of time. to. (laughs) Big night for the Oilers last night. Leon's 700th and Connor's 800th point. Yeah, and the fact that they did it on the exact same goal, it you know, it's just kind of the, how those two operate, isn't it? Yeah. Nugent Hopkins set a career high with 70 points. Connor hit 800. Leon hit his total. So it's just it was interesting to see that all three of them kind of touched a goal and set milestones in their own way. It was a it was a weird night. It started off slow, but man, third period was fun. They ground out on. They here's the th- that. Here's the thing about. I mean, I mean. People in Edmonton are aware that if you if you turn on Sportsnet or TSN, they're going to spend the first 25 minutes of their 30-minute program talking about the Leafs, right? Yes. But what we're witnessing right now with Connor last night was just disgusting. Like, he was just disgusting last night. He was so yeah. good. He, um, it, it seemed like after, so after 40 minutes, the Oilers had, Oilers only had 10 shots on goal, and you were just like, oh no, is this going to be another one of those games yeah. where they play down to their competition? And they just looked bad. And then in the third period, like you said, Locke Connor just is like, you know what? Not today, and turned it on himself and just. <laughs> The puck was on a string, and he was dancing, and he was doing basically whatever he pleased. And even his empty net goal was fun to watch. He lobbed it up in the air, and it just beautifully bounced into the net. So, yeah, he was in one last night, and he's a lot of fun to watch. He's such a treat. And as funny as they were announcing, he's like, oh, Connor McDavid hits 800 points on his career. I'm like, wait a minute. He hit 700 this season. Yeah. yeah, like he's <laughs> yeah. passing milestones in single seasons. He's he's out of his mind right now. Yeah, I was laughing because I was looking at Oilers Nation on Facebook, and the comments never disappoint. And people were like commenting <laughs> after the little string of you know overtime <laughs> losses that Connor needs to do more because he's only a plus two, and I can't believe he has a hundred points and he's only a plus two. What oh. a failure! <laughs> What a, yeah, what a uh, disappointment. If you ever want to, if you ever want to entertain yourself, just jump into our Facebook page and dive into the comments. There's some, there's some wild shenanigans going on in there on a daily basis. I will say this though, I mean, with, with the three games previous to last night going into overtime, and I mean, obviously, the fact that they were able to get a point from each of those games is good, right? Especially with how tight the Pacific Division is right now. So I want to focus on the positive. But this team has to be wondering, they should not be losing in overtime. When you have that uh, that firepower and you throw three-on-three out there and you get Dreisaitl and McDavid, I mean, you... 
You can't lose. You should not be losing those games. <laughs> so yeah, hard to watch. It, it was really frustrating, too, because it's not just losing in overtime. The last two games against Colorado and New York, there were three goal leads and they blew yeah. them. And Colorado was a two goal lead in the third period. Like they have to dial it in. They have to just lock it down a little bit. And losing in overtime, that was eight straight games that the Oilers have lost when going to the extra time. So they got to figure that out. That used to be a point of strength. I'm waiting for them yeah. to lower Clefbron from the rafters like Sting in the wrestling, you know? <laughs> like we need him. But I don't know what's going on. They need to figure that out. It's almost like it's between their ears at this point. Okay, yeah. well. We're finally getting close to the trade deadline. We've been talking about March, it for three months. March third. Um, <laughs> well, how on earth would they ever fit Eric Carlson into the salary cap? I can't well, figure well, that out. You got to move this. You got to move that. Bits and I, bites. You I'm move so them from Column A over to Column B. And, you I was know. saying to Locke this morning, like I have no idea how the salary cap works because how do the Leafs all of a sudden just add Ryan O'Reilly? Like these, yes. and the, they're going to add no problem. We'll get Carlson. It's in like there. listening to my grandmother explain bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so to make it work, the Oilers would have to send out at least probably Tyson Berry and yes, a Pooley RV, and then have a third team retaining some salary, just like the Leafs did with oh, Minnesota okay. Wild on getting Ryan O'Reilly. It's doable. But it would be a monster trade for the Oilers because Carlson still has four years left on his deal after this one. So if they actually wanted to make this work, they would need all kinds of moving pieces to fall together. So that's why it's kind of like I'm treating that one like a lottery ticket where I'm just kind of like fantasizing about how much fun it would be to see Carlson bombing passes up to McDavid rather than expecting it to actually happen. Because there's just there's so many moving parts and the Oilers yeah. have no cap space. So they would need a third team in. And then what would the third team request to hold some salary and mm-hmm. four years of it? So how many picks are going out? It's just a monster deal. And as much as I like to dream that it's going to happen, we're probably going to not get anything close to that at the deadline, which is going to anger Oilers fans, and understandably so. Why is Kane sitting on the sidelines? He has uh, He's listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. So we, Jason Gregory yesterday on OilersNation.com kind of isolated a couple of his shifts from his last game. And it looks like he gets pinched along the boards or something in kind of like okay. arm, rib area. But thankfully, it's nothing to do with his wrist that was uh, surgically repaired after well, the scary thing with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But yeah, hopefully he doesn't take too long to come back because they just they don't play the same without him in yeah. the lineup. You know? they, don't, they lose that spiciness and they need that back. Um, couple of tough games on the road here. We got Pittsburgh tomorrow night and the Columbus for a matinee matchup on Saturday. Yep. Thoughts? So I'm looking at these two games as games that the Oilers just, they can have. Like Pittsburgh right now has lost their last three games as we speak this morning. And then Columbus is just generally terrible. So I see this as an opportunity for the Oilers to pick up four more points against two teams. One, the Penguins, they could burn you if you're not ready to play. But they're also not playing at their best. Columbus, they're just terrible. So they lost to Columbus when they were here a few weeks back at Rogers place. They need to repay the favor when they're down there in Columbus this weekend. But again, another 1030 AM start. I don't know that I'll be holding my breath that the Oilers are going to perform at their best. We know how they do in matinees. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, well, that was exactly what I was thinking. Do you want to give the, uh, how's the Toronto trip doing? We have got two spots left. Oh, okay. Left. Nice. All right. And then I also want to invite you guys on this call while I'm while I'm talking to you to the nation's fifteenth birthday party. That is March eighteenth. Grant, Ooh. you're gonna to have to do a little hair of the dog after <laughs> after St. Patrick's. Well, I was gonna say we're in a we're in a curling bonds deal that weekend. We might have to hit it up afterwards. 
Absolutely. It's going to be a long well, day. So March you, 18th, you, that's the Saturday. Grant knocked up his bride, so we got yeah. a DD, so she can <laughs> drive us around. All right. Good for you, Where, Kick a goal. Where's the party? We're doing it at the Pint downtown. Uh, so right. you're going to get your we tickets can, for it. How is it? The la- it well, Jimmy and I were at the 10th anniversary, and then we had to do a photo shoot the next morning. After oh, I that. remember That's that. That's why at yeah. all our billboards, we were sweating. Well, <laughs> and, and pasty white with, with black raccoon eyes. And, and if I remember correctly, I shaved before the uh, photo shoot, and I was oh. bleeding out because was I was still like a strong from the night before. Was very thin. Yeah. <laughs> He bled till Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> milk, Oilers Nation, thank you for your time, my friend. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Not the kind of threesome you would wish for, but it's probably going to be the only threesome you'll ever get. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.